0: SAFM's Beck and Soda. Hey, hey,
1: hey. Good morning, South Australia. Hello,
0: Rebecca Morse. What? what
2: are you... Did you make any
1: effort? Did you Did you sleep in a dumpster out the back of the alley last night? You're wearing... What like, do you mean? You're wearing thongs, faded tracksuit pants and a faded T-shirt. Oh, wow. With, like, your T-shirt's actually fraying on the edges.
0: Oh, Really? Can you? Can well, that's I really going to impact I'm wearing, today's radio show. I'm well, so just, sorry that I'm wearing a t-shirt that's faded and fraying, and a pair of tracksuit pants and some thongs. No <laughs> one cares what I'm wearing. Beck, what okay. about you? Okay. Oh, you're trying to read the news no. again? Like some sort know, of blazer? blazer? You stole blazer that out, of the, out of the Channel Ten I wardrobe? I think that's the. Cl- it's the Jane Riley's, by the look of that.
1: It's sometimes, um, sometimes I do come in in tracky ducks It's okay. No. I'll allow it. <laughs>
0: what do you mean?
3: It's fine.
0: God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yeah. just tough, tough, i tell you, I'm very, very flustered this morning. Are you? Yeah, because my alarm woke me, my alarm that you guys have set for me, the recurring one. The boss had to set for you because you slept. Yeah. Um, I had this, you know when you have those dreams that are so vivid.
1: You're not talking about dreams, are you? no one, yes, mate. No one dream, dreams uh, Dreams. are like the weather. No one wants to hear about your dreams.
0: Well, this one is fascinating and this is why I feel really flustered. Am I in it? No. Mm. Is that why you don't care about it? <laughs> I said it was a dream, not a nightmare. Um, Anyway, I had this dream and the alarm woke me right just before and I jolted and I had to spend a minute working out whether the dream was true or not, right? So, I was back in the fire brigade.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: No, I'm serious. I was back in the fire brigade, Mm -hmm. and I was being investigated for negligence for killing another fiery by being incompetent at my job.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my... What do you think that means? I don't
0: know, but this truck... So, we were at this big, big, big fire, right? And then I was in control of the pump on one of the trucks, and... This guy, my colleague, mm. he was up on the up on the um, Oh my
1: god, did the hose y- not work? Could you no, not get your hose to no, work? No, no
0: no. I somehow mucked up the oh. the pump and then he got flung off the <gasps> top oh, wow. of the cherry picker yeah. and he died. Right? Now I then pretended that it was just a complete accident or whatever, but I, I'm not oh, quite this sure is very what happened. Vivid. I know. And then they were investigating me. And then I'm sitting there going, oh, and I was ostracised by everyone at the station. I was just mm. sitting on my own. They're, looking, they're shaking their head. And then when they did the the autopsy on the guy, mm. they found out, right, that he'd <laughs> been drinking and he'd blown point 0.2. Oh, so
1: you were exonerated.
0: Yes. They said he fell off. Oh. And I was so nervous. I was shaking going, That's oh my so God. so
1: complex.
0: Yes. I know. That's like this... a
1: whole television <laughs> program. Yeah, yeah.
0: And when <laughs> okay. I woke up, I'm just going... Oh, God, when's the funeral? Do I have to go to the funeral? Because oh God. He di- and then I just went. It's a dream. Oh, no, I work in radio oh. now. I'm out of it. How's that for a
1: dream? Oh, my gosh. So I'm just trying to work out, psychoanalyse it, yep. that your incompetence caused a colleague to die. Yes. So, yes. in the
2: context yep. of the
0: radio station. And the only way I was exonerated <laughs> was because my colleague had been drinking. Had been yeah,
2: right. uh, oh. SAFM's Beck and Soda. SAFM's Beck and Soda.
0: We are looking for Adelaide's greatest snorer and we have heard some absolute freight trains, Beck.
1: I don't know how half of Adelaide is sleeping with this in their ear on the pillow next to them. We've had a dog, we've had a child.
0: Unbelievable, the child (laughs) sounded like a uh, 60-year-old man. we have a $5,000 prize package thanks to our friends at dreamland with an ensemble bed it's got the mattress and the base there we've got the snoring survival kit in there and a staycation to get away from your snorer for a night going to the city accommodation dinner drinks concert tickets and so on okay we're going to announce our winner a little later today after 8 30 so we've got one more contender in the running samantha joins us how are you sam
1: Magnificent, how are you?
0: (laughs) We are very well.
1: Uh, Sam, who have you nominated for Adelaide's Greatest Snorer? My husband, James.
0: Okay, so James is uh, pretty good on the snore. Let's have a listen. (laughs) That's got foghorn about it.
2: (laughs) It does, it's got exactly like a
1: ship's horn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's uh, pretty loud. Oh, and is it every night, Sam? Uh, yes, sometimes like I get a little bit of a, a break and I might get like an hour or two where he's not, but, you know, then I check him to make sure he's still breathing.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> so how do you deal with things, Sam?
1: Oh, listen, I'm a mum, so hmm.
3: I kind of just, I don't know, deal with it.
0: <laughs> When's the last time you had a really good, enjoyable night's sleep?
3: Probably like seven years before uh, we moved down together.
0: <laughs> really? yeah oh sam i tell you what you are some sort of trooper you're very tolerant Mm -hmm. um seven years since you've had a blissful sleep
1: (laughs) and how old's your um your daughter sam she is three and a half right and is she waking as well
4: yeah frankie'll wake up during the night and james will wake up in the morning and be like oh she had a really good sleep and i was like really did she
1: (laughs) oh sam that makes me so angry on your behalf (laughs)
4: Um,
0: Yeah Sam what have you done to try and get James to stop Have you gone through any techniques at all Anything work
3: Uh, No generally when he sees that I haven't really slept in a while He'll be like Sam just like wake me up And I'll
1: roll over But you know i poke him and I'm like James roll over you're snoring And he'll be like that's not my problem Oh
0: (laughs) come on Jimmy Let's just have another little listen Because there's so much depth to it (laughs) Oh That, that is, That's a horn. That's not a snore, Sammy. <laughs>
4: yeah, I know. It's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, Sam, you have entered him as Adelaide's greatest snorer. Um, sorry that you have to put up with that. Um, but I love your choice of um, daughter's name as well. Beautiful oh, name,
0: it's Frankie. pretty good, hey! Yeah, we love our Frankies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Thank you so much. And there it is. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly like him. Does. Yes. Okay, Sam is in the running there because she's nominated. James, um, we are going to have the winner. Beck will announce that after eight thirty this morning. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be hard to narrow is, it down. Is not actually bad for your health.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think it usually implies that you've got a bit of a blocked airway. <laughs> yeah, right. Breathing problem. All right.
2: <laughs> yes. we- I'm not a doctor. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda.
0: Beck, last night, you know, the Matildas yes. um, had another win. They took on Chinese Taipei. These are Olympic qualifiers, right, to try and get in the Olympics mm-hmm. tournament. Um, they had another win, three zip. And then it just got me thinking too, since the World Cup and the Matildas have been playing again in these qualifiers – The momentum is still there. I actually thought it might die down. Because remember, everyone was talking about the Matildas during the World Cup. Everyone was on board. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, It was funny. My husband was watching it while I was trying to go to sleep. And I was like, turn it down. He said, it's the Matildas. I'm like, okay, turn it up. You're allowed
0: Uh, to watch women's sport. It it is fantastic. Um, There were, look, another 20,000, which was pretty good. Like, what was last night? Wednesday night? Yeah. Wednesday night in Perth, Mm. another 20,000 after a whole bunch of people went out to watch a match uh, when Australia beat the Philippines a couple of days ago in Perth Mm. as well. And I'm, well, you know, very, very happily surprised that this momentum Mm. is still going through because realistically, I don't know what sort of crowd that would have pulled three years ago, that match, but it wouldn't have even got you 20,000 on your Wednesday night for a match you know Australia's going to win.
1: We still need it to filter through to the AFLW that don't... Don't we, though? I feel like they what haven't got the crowd numbers because I think they thought that the women, the inter, the renewed interest in women's sport might filter through the yeah, AFLW well, numbers. I, now, I, I think, think
0: yesterday they are saying that the crowds need to go to a certain level in the AFLW and then that kicks in with the bargaining agreement, yeah. an extra game a season, but they've fallen just short. Yeah, okay. Mm. So, yeah, it hasn't really filtered over that, that momentum from the… From the uh, Matildas. Um, but I've got to say, now, Mary Fowler. Remember Mary Fowler? Oh, that was yes. one of the names you'd recall. <laughs> so Mary Fowler last night um, nailed the goal for Australia first up, the first of their three. Just to put into context, because everyone knows who Sam Kerr is, right? When Sam Kerr was 20 years of age, she'd scored three international goals, mm. right? Mary Fowler at that age, has scored 13 international oh, wow. goals. So she is a legitimate superstar in this sport. And given where Sam Kerr is now, you, know, you think, well, the world's Mary Fowler's oyster, really.
1: Well, you know that she's a superstar because she's now being papped. What? <laughs> she's, Mary she's, Fowler. She's in the ties today, papped with um, NRL uh, champion Nathan Cleary. I'm not really into the NRL. so oh, He
0: was he was best on ground in the NRL grand final. He oh, was terrific. Okay.
1: For the World Cup, as Fowler, it opens this up with a shot. Oh!
0: Oh, so she's getting papped? Yeah, but do you know the reason
1: that they know that they're an item? Why? They cuddled, chatted, laughed, and they even drank from the same water bottle. <laughs> so it is on oh. like Donkey oh, that Kong. The That's the story. Wow. They
0: shared a water bottle. Wow. A water
1: bottle. I mean, it's COVID still in the community, guys. <laughs> <Wow>. So <laughs>
0: they are sharing spit. No, uh, <laughs> 1.3 metres between, who is it? Mary and Nathan. Mary and Nathan
1: uh, sitting in the tree. Yeah, well no, it's fabulous to see
0: women's sport getting a record. So next step for Matildas is they will go into the final stage of Olympic qualifying in February. So well done, girls. Yeah. Great.
2: You're listening to S A. FM's Beck and Soda. I on a little walk uh, at Grange the other day,
0: mm.
1: and behind me, zoop, a rollerblader. And I was
0: like, "Oh, oh that's retro." Any fluoro colours on? Ah, uh,
1: they had um, the knee pads and the helmet mm. and all the gear. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's niche." Mm. Anyway, they just kept coming past me, but not not in one rollerblading posse or group, right. but individual rollerbladers.
0: Oh, you don't reckon they were part of like a roller no. derby team training? Well,
1: I don't know. They didn't seem to be. It's collectively rollerblading. It seemed to be that there are lots of rollerbladers out there and I think it might be making a comeback. Or did it never go away? Or is it like when you have that um, confirmation bias and once you see, like, you know, if you see a pregnant woman, then everywhere you look, women are pregnant. Yeah,
0: it's a good point. Do you know, I'm, I remember driving down, oh, I reckon in the last week or so, just where they're doing all the uh, Valo Adelaide 500s, if you know they put the bridges and that yeah. across Bartels Road or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and I was driving along on a Sunday morning. I reckon I saw a bloke 60 in fluoro gear, just rollerblading down the road, just minding his own business, he was almost a bit like. Remember that film clip that had Cliff Richard singing "Wide for Sound" and they are all <laughs> that on was roller, roller skates. skates that guy looked like that, like his A M F, and he was just in his own world. And I thought, good on him.
1: Well, it must be a new subculture. Have you ever rollerbladed?
0: You? Never. I don't even think I've ever had rollerblades on.
2: I
1: rollerbladed. Yeah, oh, yes. Um, when I was in my early twenties because I was a big roller skater back in the 80s. Right. I used to go to rinks with my friends. Oh,
0: yeah. And when Roller
1: Blaze came in, I'm like, well, I know how to roller skate yeah, and I right. can ice skate a little bit yeah. so maybe I should um, dabble.
0: What about at those little sessions I go, right, now we're going to do the speed skate and everyone has pe- or do the apple car. Or, or you go change
1: backwards. direction. I couldn't oh, go yeah, backwards yeah. so I used to have to get off the rink when they did yeah. backwards well, skating. The
0: change direction was enough because you had to go the other way around. You're going, hang on, my legs don't <laughs> sort of go that way. <laughs> the centrifugal force isn't going to keep me up. Um
1: My rollerblades got yeah. used once. I was rollerblading down a hill and the, the knee pads I thought were a bit unattractive. So I didn't wear the knee pads. I had oh, a no. helmet on, but no knee pads. Yep. Anyway, I stacked it really badly and I dropped my knee on the asphalt and mm. slid. Look at that scar. Did you take see, some bark can off? you see that scarf? It's oh that yeah, yeah. Scar on my knee. Yeah.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> it bled so badly. Anyway, then I got my sister, who was a nurse at the time, to come around and dress it for me because it had like chunks of gravel oh. and it was like a crime scene. It was horrible. Anyway, she reached for what she thought was the antiseptic spray. And it was deep heat. Oh,
0: oh really? I was,
1: oh. I've never screamed like that. It was oh, almost as bad wow. as childbirth. How and old were you? Uh, old enough to know better. Mm, About twenty-one. Okay. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I um the rollerblades went to charity like the next day. I I bought all the gear, all the gear, no idea, and then yeah. I got rid of them.
2: Anyway, oh. but but it's back, so maybe I right. need to give it another crack.
0: Thoughts and prayers for you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. SAFM's Beck and Soda.
0: Yes, we've been on the hunt for Adelaide's greatest snorer beck and I've gotta say, haven't we heard some crackers? I feel so sorry for all
1: the people who've had to listen to this snore. And we decided to snore as like a fingerprint. They sound so yes. completely different. We've had some doozies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, that is a little compilation of what people are putting up with every night here in Adelaide
1: uh in there was a little toddler and a
0: dog yes a two-year-old and a dog as well as i think there was a foghorn a freight train and a chainsaw all right hey it's time to announce our winner and this is a five thousand dollar prize dreamland utopia cathedral ensemble bed the mattress and the base beck there's a staycation as well which has got accommodation um, dinner drinks and so forth and a snoring survival kit earplugs and new pillow, sleep headphones well let's announce our winner beck who is it good morning to
1: leanne in kilburn you're our winner leanne oh that's magnificent
3: hey.
0: <laughs> leanne okay now you dogged in your husband Let's have a listen to him. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that is Big (laughs) Steve on the couch, just snoring away with his head tilting with that little (laughs) at the end of everyone.
1: Leanne, we just felt for you because you had said that you the snoring is so bad that you actually have slept in separate bedrooms for years.
0: Seventeen years.
1: That's right. Oh dear. Well, who's going to get the bed, Leanne?
3: Oh well. He's already decided that he'll get the bed. He thinks that that'll stop his snoring, but I can't see that happening.
0: (laughs) You know what I reckon I'd do if I was you, Leanne? I'd keep the bed, and I'd kick him out to go on that staycation for a night on his own, and you can just relax and just really enjoy some peace and quiet in your brand-new bed at home.
1: (laughs) That would be lovely.
0: (laughs) Uh, Now, Becky, remember, Leanne, didn't you say that when you've gone on holidays before with Steve, you've actually gone and slept in the car rather than be in the room with him?
3: That's right. I've done that many a time. Mm. And we just went to Cairns as well at the beginning of this year, and we had two separate rooms in our apartment. (laughs)
1: See, Leanne, this is not fair that you send him on a staycation. You take the staycation in the hotel, and he can sleep in the car on the street to to get your revenge, Leanne. That's what I was
0: thinking. (laughs) That's a great idea. Well, Leanne, we've also got a great trophy for you. It's the Golden Nose. Okay, that's coming from the uh, Brighton Trophy Centre and we're going to send that. It's a really interesting looking trophy. You're going to love it.
1: (laughs) Congratulations, Leanne. Thank you so much and have a magnificent
0: day. We will. Don't you worry, Leanne. Let's have a listen to Steve. Oh, God. And thank you to our friends God. at Dreamland for the wonderful prize.
2: This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, my gosh. Look at these trending topics. I love Ben Affleck. I love
1: yes. that he is the face that launched a thousand memes. You know, that meme of him sort of hunched over smoking a cigarette that's used yes. if you have a really bad day. His face is just so expressive. He's always mm. getting papped with j or with Jennifer Garner, just looking... Miserable. He
0: does. He. I don't think I've actually ever seen him smile in any of those pictures. Uh, he does. He just looks grumpy. Great actor. Great actor. I love his acting. And I'll tell you what, you and him have got something in common. He's almost the female, uh, the male version of you. Okay, why? Well, I know what oh, okay. yeah, okay. well, you Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I get what you... Yeah, the second part of this story. So basically, he's been papped outside his kids' school that he shares with Jennifer Garner. And they were involved in a kind of heated discussion. But, uh, and then... He, I shouldn't laugh And then after the exchange He hopped into his Merc And backed it into another vehicle <laughs> Can you imagine the school oh, drop off You're being papped You're losing a fight with your ex And then you back the car Into another parent And then if when, you, when that parent gets out Do they mm. go Oh it's Ben Affleck so that's okay Hey Ben here's my number <laughs> You're paying for all the repairs And maybe we can discuss it over coffee
0: God that'd be frustrating <laughs> wouldn't it that, It would be like you though
1: I'm not a great parker. I'm a
0: terrible parker. You're a horrible driver.
1: I'm not a horrible driver. I think I'm worse at parking. I'm a cautious driver.
0: <laughs> you sit there. You're one of those people that gets stuck even in the right-hand lane. when People get stuck behind you and you're doing like 48 in a 60 zone. <laughs> just going... My God. Now, I don't know what you're doing in the car, but a couple of times I've followed you when we've had to go somewhere. That I'm sounds creepy. Thinking, what are you doing? What's actually... What, like, are, you, are you concentrating on yes, driving? Yes, I'm a
1: very good driver. I just, no, you're not. I did a parallel park yesterday in one go. I was so proud of myself. I looked around to see if anyone was watching.
0: How old are you? 40-something. 40 something Right, <laughs> and, and I did one in one go. I did one in
1: one go. and <laughs> like, chew, it was beautiful. It was textbook. Chew. I'm getting better. Okay, Robbie Williams, he's coming over for the Velo 500, uh, mm. not too far away, uh, has revealed that he, thoughts and prayers, you poor, poor man, yep. is going through manopause.
0: Yeah, understandable. I
1: don't think he's any in any medical journals last time I checked. He's battling thinning hair and reduced sex drive due, mm. due to years of partying. Yep. Well, do you know what causes menopause? Years of bleeding, Robbie. Oh, you no. can't claim that you're having manopause what? and link it to an actual medical condition that women are going through and suffering. Don't... Minimise menopause,
0: Robbie. We're talking about everyone can age and have different downfalls. I suppose from ageing, so
1: make up a medical. He's term. lost his
0: sex drive. He said the hair's thinning, the testosterone has left the building, the serotonin is not really here, and the dopamine said goodbye a long time ago. He said I've used up all the good natural stuff, and I've got the menopause
1: menopause doesn't
0: exist. What do you mean it doesn't exist? You can still be struggling <laughs> going through a middle age scenario. You can't compare it. You can't Why compare not? it
1: because it's not there's not actually medical.
0: Women don't get linked. to own pain and problems. Men can have them as well, you know. Yeah,
1: but you can't just call it menopause. What
0: should he call it?
1: He should call it Um, an ageing rocker who Mm. partied too hard. Oh,
0: hang on. He's got the pause. He's still got it going on, I tell you what. Sorry, I
1: shouldn't call it ageing. Get your tickets now. Ticket tag be there. Velo
4: Adelaide 500 in
0: November. We certainly know with menopause that one of the key signs is those really weird moon swings Mm, mm. and and that sort of anger over just ridiculous, (laughs) Mm. trivial stuff Mm. Mm. like menopause. I'm not
1: paused yet. I'm Perry. I'm Perry not paused.
0: Mate, (laughs) i tell you what, I reckon you are smack bang in the middle. Mm. And that...
1: How do I find a man with a and reduced sex drive? That little,
0: well, they don't exist. Um, that little, besides Robbie, yeah. that little peach fuzz that I'm sort of seeing. Don't you there, peach fuzz me. That little peach fuzz means that you are smack banging in the middle of the pause. Yeah. Anyway.
2: You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda.
0: Beck, this is an absolutely fascinating story. You never know who's in your backyard and just around the corner because we're about to welcome a man called Callum Flanagan. He's a firefighter, right, here mm. in Adelaide. But many, many years ago, he had a different life. He was actually an up-and-coming rising star at Manchester United mm-hmm. Football Club, the biggest club
3: on the planet. Callum, thanks for joining us. No problem. Good morning, Beckinsola. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: You've got quite the story, but let's start with your football career. Tell us about your um, time at Manchester United.
3: I'm going back to when I was 12 years old there. So um, I was scouted playing for a, a local team mm-hmm. and asked to go in for trials. And next thing you know, I'm I'm in there and I'm training with uh, some of my heroes and with some of the best coaches in the country. So, um, yeah, I was there from being 12 until until 19. Uh, mm-hmm. Now,
0: I understand, too, There, this is back 2004. So Bex has just left the club, but you've got, like, Cristiano Ronaldo and some of the biggest names in the game you're training with.
3: I have, yeah. So it's Cristiano Ronaldo's um, first year is sort of when when I left the, the club quite abruptly. But, mm. um yeah, I got a chance to meet him, spend a bit of time with him uh, and so on. And
1: you even shared a jacuzzi with Cristiano Ronaldo.
3: I did, I did. So I, I, know, I know what you're getting at here. Yeah, it's, it, it's not how it sounds. So um, I, the night before I'd played in the FA Youth Cup, I'd, I'd come off the bench and scored a goal. So I was, I was all hyped. And then the next day we went into Carrington, the training ground. And uh, I was doing a cool down and I decided to go and jump in the jacuzzi. I'm not doing a cool down or whatever. And Cristiano jumps in in next to me as well. So so we're having a good chat. I'm all hyped from the game before and I leave the training ground. And sort of that's where my story starts to take a turn, basically. Yeah. So yeah. tell
0: us what happened. You go from scoring the night before, you're having a jacuzzi with Ronaldo. And then suddenly a couple of hours later, your world's turned on its head
3: exactly that yeah yeah it's not something i look back on uh, proudly or fondly obviously but um i i come out the training ground i also have another player phil marsh in my car uh, i'm taking him back to to our digs because we all lived in digs as as young players they put us with families so they can keep an eye on us and so on so i'm driving back to my my digs and there's a fellow player in in front of me and we take uh, a bend on the road a bit too quickly and I hit somebody head on. I flipped my car, caused a, a massive scene basically and uh, Phil Marsh is, is injured and the lady who I hit has to be uh, freed from her car. It was, uh, it was a very serious, a serious scene to be honest, yeah.
1: So were you like drag racing or...?
3: Well, they said we were racing. We were driving in convoy, so he was ahead of me, and we're having a bit of banter out the windows and, and, and so on and so forth. And there was witnesses there that, that said we were racing. But I, I just took took a bend too quickly and hit someone, lost, lost control of the car. It all blacked out. And, yeah, next thing I know, the fireys are there and, uh, you know, the police are there. And, and it just so happened that on that day... Manchester City was signing a big player, a goalkeeper called David James, and where I had the accident was right outside of their training ground. Because Manchester United and Manchester City's training ground are right next to each other, so there was a lot of media outside of uh, their training ground, and uh, sort of they heard what what happened, rushed out, and next thing it's blown up and it's it's all over the media. So press from it was 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 bad too, and I uh, I got myself into a little bit of trouble, yeah.
0: That is just, that is an amazing story. Um, Callum, stay with us. We're going to take a quick break because we need to know the next next part of the story because what happens next is truly frightening.
1: We're talking to Callum Flanagan. Right now, he's a firefighter in Adelaide, but turn the clock back about 20 years and he was playing with Manchester United. He had the whole world at his feet. He'd been playing for the club from when he was just 12 years old. But we just heard that he lost control of his car in a street race and had been arrested
0: so callum you got charged and you go to court now you go to court for dangerous driving i imagine what's the expectation exactly, yeah. when you turn up there
3: well yeah that's it my lawyer said that we you know it'd be a quick in and out of there and i'd probably get a little bit of community service i'd have to clean some graffiti off the walls or something and it, it turns out that they uh they take this, your suit off you and take you underneath the uh, the courts and straight to a cell so um yeah, I did. I did eight months in uh, Lancaster Farms.
1: Eight months jail, and you were how old then? Nineteen.
3: Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, um. Yeah. Callum, I can't kind of understand you go what it'd be like. You go into court and you're thinking, okay, you're going to get a, a warning or something, a bond, mm-hmm. and then before you know it, you're in prison. I mean, what goes through your mind in that stage?
3: I'm not going to lie. It was it was tough. Um, prison's obviously not a nice place to be full of questionable characters you know away from your family and your friends but yeah the, the the first night was terrifying because because it was all over the media and stuff and you know each prisoner has a tv in the room they expected they knew we were going to the prison so i remember um sort of banging on the pipes and shouting our names and and so on and so forth so uh,
1: and how did the club respond what did sir alex ferguson say to you about what you'd done
3: well, to be honest with you, he had one conversation with me. He came out uh, after training, um, and he came in. You know, had a chat with me, and it was it, w- it was literally just a couple of questions. I-, I-, I vaguely remember him saying, "Like, what happened, son?" <laughs> in his Scottish accent, "What happened, son?" And I said, "Oh, I- I'm effed up, possum. I'm sorry. I just took the corner too quick." And he said, "You're gonna f- learn from that, son." <laughs> and <sighs> and uh, you know, within a few months I was let go, my contract was paid up and that, that was the end of that, I was, um, was gutted I'd hurt my friend, I'd gone to prison, I'd uh, destroyed my career at Manchester United um, so I sort of went on the, the wrong path there for a while and luckily um, a couple of years later I found my way to Australia and I sort of turned turn my, my life around which uh, I can't thank the Aussies that have come into my life enough for
0: so you went and played um, soccer for Western Strikers. I uh, did, yes. Yep. And now you're in the fire brigade and, you know, obviously married, having a great life. But as a young guy, and then you look at it now and you're 20-odd years on, how do you feel about what happened? Are you full of regret or do you sort of see it as a life lesson to learn from? How do you deal with it?
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely. A, a life, it's, it's been a life lesson for me obviously there's still still the guilt there you i mean you don't you don't ever get away from that sort of stuff you know my my um missus um uncle is a firefighter and and he said you know you should look at doing this and when i thought about my life and what i've been through and stuff i thought you know applying for the fires would be a great way for me to come full circle and come around and look at it from a a different view so that's what i did it brings home sort of what the consequences are if you if you take risks on the road and sort of i've seen it from both angles i've been through it um myself i've been in them serious accident and also now i I attend hundreds of incidents every year so i know the havoc and the stress that it causes to families and, and and the victims
0: absolutely fantastic and admirable that you can put something like that behind you and then come back around to help people because you've got some lived experience, mate, that would be very, very valuable to help educate people.
3: Yeah, thanks, Todd. I, I really appreciate that, mate. Yeah, yeah. I just I just want to make uh, a, a difference to, to people's lives and if uh, doing something something like this can, you know, make a difference to one, you know, if, if this can hit, hit somebody hard and they can take on board what we're saying, then uh, hopefully uh, I've done my job, yeah.
0: Hey, I could tell you one thing, though, Callum, and having been a fiery, obviously there's a bit of downtime where you sit down and watch TV shows and movies. You can watch the um, the Beckham doco with the boys at Port Adelaide Station and give them a little more insight than anyone else could.
3: Oh, we, we have, mate. We've watched it, mate. The boys loved it. I think it was uh, great to give them a, a glimpse of uh, what it's like for some of these huge uh, soccer stars in, in England to see what they live like. And, uh, you know, Bex was was my hero, Uh, growing up he was my idol like I looked up to him I was copying his hairstyles copying his clothes he was the real first superstar footballer but also I think people forget what just how good he was Um, he's known for his hairstyles and you know his celebrity misses but um, he he was an unbelievable uh, football player
1: Wow what an absolutely incredible story Callum
0: and congratulations on the fantastic work you're doing at the SAMFS
3: Thanks, Solda. Thanks, Back. Thanks,
0: Callum. Right. That was just amazing, isn't yeah, it?
1: Real sliding doors moment where you've got the world ahead of you. Yep. And you make one mistake, just yep. one
0: mistake. Yeah, but very inspirational now for what Callum's doing. Good on you, buddy. Really, really love chatting with you. Now, Callum's also available for a bit of one-on-one coaching for young aspiring soccer players. Ooh. All you need to do is reach out on Instagram, and it's at Callum Flan. So C-A-L-L-U-M-F-L-A-N. <laughs> Good on you. That was Callum Flanagan.
1: You also managed to sneak in that. Oh, I used to be a fiery yeah. too, Callum. Oh, I know what it's like. Well, with Callum boys. and I have got some yeah. mutual yeah.
0: friends yeah. and Just colleagues. Step aside, Morse, we're <laughs> talking <laughs> fire.
2: SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck and Soda's Morning Quickie. Newsreader
4: M is in. Good morning, M. Good morning, guys.
0: Uh, hello, M. I love the fact that you are surprised. You're sporting the magnificent cap. Have a look at that. I
4: am big M on the front.
0: It, it, actually, that's very clever. It's got a big M for Emma, even though Emma starts with
4: oh.
0: E. Hey. Yes, well done, Sesame Street.
4: Two M's in that. All right. Yeah. What's happening in the news? Well, the 18th Shonky Awards have been handed out by choice, naming Love and shaming. Yep, the dojo brands. Yep. A uh, couple of honourable mentions: mm. personal alarms, which fail to connect to emergency contacts.
1: Which is—is well, is that the main purpose? <laughs> I would think yeah. so. Well, but also, don't they—they they make a noise as well, I guess, to scare well, people off. Are they? Are they meant? to are be They're like the
4: ones loud? that are meant. You know, like no. you can press, and then the you press, and ammo like comes. if you're
0: my emergency contact oh. to get to me, and I press the button, that goes to you. I need. Don't you. Don't make me your emergency <laughs> contact right but so that's fit for purpose it cannot do its only yeah, job that it needs to lives do lives
4: could be lost Absolutely. that's right uh, a mini xbox fridge which left drinks warmer than tap water <laughs> but oh, uses as no. much energy as a big full size oh. fridge
0: and how what? big is it like
4: oh it probably holds about 10 cans those mini oh. fridges are all my girls have them to put their skin
1: care in them because they want their oh. moisturizer Hang to be cold on.
0: Hang on. I, where I are where are they in their rooms? In
1: their rooms, they have mini fridges in their rooms wow. for their. Skincare. They do not. They do. They pay for them themselves out of their pocket the money. In.
0: I would not have thought that there is any woman on the planet that has a mini fridge to keep <laughs> her. The, and you're all you. How many have they got? Three? No, of them?
1: two of them. The younger ones have them, and they pay for them themselves. They're about like
0: ninety bucks or something. Mini fridges for their. Cosmetics. I know. you're going in the shonky awards,
3: your family. <laughs>
4: Uh, Well, and the big one is Coles and Woolies have made this year's list for making near-record profit while Aussies are battling cost-of-living pressures. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay, you know where you can put your profits. You can shut down those self-serve checkouts and bring more customer service back. Put your profits into that.
0: We talked about customer service yesterday (laughs) when we were chatting about some different cafes. cafes. When you've got a shop, right, do you use the self-serve little... Scan your own's ever?
1: No, no, no! I boycott them. There was what well, I was in Kmart once. Sorry, name and shame. They didn't have any humans, and I said to the woman, "I was such a Karen." I said, "I refuse to use them," and I said, "I'm not, I'm not shooting the messenger. It's not your fault." I used to be a checkout operator. I think it's important. And so she she scanned my oh items my in the self serve checkout. <laughs> oh no! But I was no. like, I, I, oh. yeah, I just said, but "I'm trying, like, I'm trying to help." Right. <laughs> Stand <laughs> aside, I've got this
4: <laughs> for
0: you. I need you to <laughs> no, scan the self-serve that. for me. It was
1: a, she was lovely. And I tell just said, I, I, I spent five years behind a checkout. I think we should save the jobs.
0: I'll tell you what, I need some petrol today. I'm going to go in the OCR <laughs> and I'm going to go to the bloke behind the counter and I'll go, mate, can you get your butt from behind the I counter and do- go and fill my car up? <laughs>
2: Matter. What I. Because
0: Rebecca Morse <laughs> told me that's how you do things.
2: <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Magic,
0: Mark Time. Man. Magic, magic,
2: magic. I had the fam over for dinner last
1: night. Yes. And all they wanted to know is how does he do it? How does really? Soda pick the cars? just from asking three questions that are unrelated to the vehicle that said person is driving. And um, I said, I don't know. Mm. Well, bleeps,
0: didn't you were at a 50th on the weekend? Absolutely. Tony from the O'Connell Street Bakery there, yeah. uh, he, uh, we were having a good chat and he said, all I want to know is how does Magic Mark work? Oh,
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, you're going okay. viral, mate. Simone from Christie's Downs. Good morning, Simone. How are you? Hello, I'm
2: fabulous.
0: Okay. Righto, Simone. Here we go. Uh, have you and I ever met? Uh, No, we have not. No. And uh, you're obviously in your car at the moment. I am. Are you driving to work, are you driving home, are you driving to the gym, what are you doing?
3: I'm driving
0: to work. Okay. Now Simone, can you give me a little indication, what suburb are you in at the moment in the car?
3: Um, Sullivan's
0: Beach. Right. What particular road, anyone in particular? And uh, Lonsdale Road? Oh, yeah, Lonsdale Road. Oh, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Okay. Deploy the pigeons. Right. Here we go, Simone. I've <laughs> got three random questions for you, okay? Okay. Right. Uh, we found out um, Choice have given out their Shonky Awards uh, at the moment, and they've actually hit Woolies and also... Coles holes. for their
1: big profits.
0: Absolutely, and they're not passing them on. So I've got to ask, uh, when you go to the supermarket, do you use the self-serve checkout, or will you wait to actually get... A checkout chick or guy? I will get a checkout
1: chick or guy. Yes, so queen. never use yep. a
0: self-service?
1: I do if I've got a couple of items, but yep. not generally, no.
0: Okay, that's good to know, right? That's very <laughs> practical, and you really appreciate good customer service. I All do. Right. Hey, um, last time you took a sickie, Simone, when was that? Ooh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah? What, what, legit or you just needed yeah. a break? No, legit. I think I had a bit of gastro. Ooh, righto Legit sicky with gastro Okay, and here's my final yeah. hypothetical All right, um, okay. Simone, you are on death row What's okay. your request for your final meal? What is it?
1: Oh, got
0: to be a pub snitty I reckon Oh, pub snitty. snitty, okay uh, yeah. you're, going, you're going with a particular type of sauce You're going gravy, you're going palmy uh, It's got to be a palmy Right, a palmy, beautiful Yeah Righto. Well, you know what, Simone, you sound very down to earth and a very practical oh. person, right? Okay. Thank you. And yeah. you've got a bit of pep and vibe in your voice, so that gives me a few little clues about the type of car. Okay, I'm just going to compute this knowledge in my brain. Jeez. What are you laughing at, Beck? I'm, I'm going to compute it. I am. <laughs> and I will come back in a moment and I will deduce the colour okay. and the make of your car. Okay, Simone? <laughs> All right, good luck. Good on you. Magic, magic mark in the building. Magic. Hey, just before we do that, coming up at 8.40, if you are anywhere near Smithfield Plains, the OTR now, it is on the corner of, I think, is it Kings Road? And what's the other one, Rach? Yeah, Kings Road. Yep, it is Kings Road, Salisbury Highway on the corner there at the OTR. 8.40am, we have got our magnificent merch that you can get hold of. So make sure you head there at 8.40. Beck, there's the magnificent ORTC caps and there's the magnificent T-shirts. Just walk up to the Black Thunder pilots and say...
1: I'm magnificent thanks to Beck and Soda. I can't believe this has taken on a life of its own. I it tried brilliant. to stop the word and now it's out of control.
0: Right now we are doing Magic Mark Simone from Christie's Downs is in her car driving to work. Simone you're still on Lonsdale Road down that way towards uh, the Beach? Yes, I am. All right, so you 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 parked or are you sort of going hands free at the moment? I'm going hands free. Okay, here we go. She's a busy lady. Yep, mm. Simone, I asked yeah. you <laughs> Three random questions. Do you use the self-serve checkouts? Because the Shonkies have said that Woolworths and Coles are making too many profits, not passing them on, and you don't. You really like the the contact with your checkout chick or checkout guy, yeah? I do, yes. Beautiful. Last time you took a sickie was when?
2: Uh, A couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, a little bout of gastro. Mm. Very unfortunate. Right, if you're on death row, what's your final meal? And you went with the good old... Beautiful. Okay. Well, like I said, these things tell me that you're practical. And, Simone, I can tell right now that your car is a practical sort of car, okay? Okay. And colour-wise, again, you're not your stock standard boring white. Mm. That'd be correct, right? No. No. Yep, correct. Because you've got that little bit of spunk and pizzazz, I'd say your car's got a little bit of brightness to it. Um, so, Beck, it wouldn't be your black or your navy or anything, yeah, okay. Beck, right? So, I'd say probably, Simone, something like a, oh, what's bright and vivid, like a a silver. Is your car silver?
2: Oh, it could be.
0: Well, Simone, (laughs) is your car silver? (laughs)
1: Yes, it is. Yes. She's holding out on you. She is holding out.
0: Oh, my God. Right, Simone, and there's a bit of practicality about your car, too. Um, Very famous brand. They once made really good sports cars in England. Now they make more practical vehicles. And I believe yep. they might sponsor the Port Adelaide Football Club. Uh, You'd be in, what do you reckon, Beth?
2: She's got to be an, M- an MG. You're in an MG. You're in a yeah. silver
0: MG, Simone. Oh am I right? Oh,
2: my God. You are right. Yeah! <laughs> wow. Mark, you are magnificent. <laughs>
0: oh, Simone.
2: <come> <laughs> <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Six to nine weekdays. SAFM.